0: Hello everyone, welcome to another edition of Never Tell Me The Odds, our official ESPN Star Wars show. A short time ago, three friends in cities far, far away on the ESPN planet in the Disney galaxy decided to come together to talk about a thing they love so much. And that thing is Star Wars. Ryan McGee, Clinton Yates, I'm Ardo Cal. All of you wonderful people listening can joyfully nerd out with us about Star Wars wherever you get your podcasts. And I know we're late to the party on this. This is our holiday special, gentlemen. But I would like to first wish you all a happy belated Life Day. How did you guys celebrate November 17th this year?
1: I I think I was at Ole Miss which is uh there, there's you know i, I getting in touch with the force there on the grove uh I, I may or may not have stayed after the game and uh and may or may or may not have found some tip up and some blue milk uh they have a lot of, everything's everything's blue in oxford mississippi <laughs> including me by the time the day was over with but no it was yeah that's how i celebrate life day and I, I i dug out so i was at i was at the parks so i was at walt disney world uh a year ago around life okay. day and they pulled out all this life day merch and so i've got a I got my life date hoodie on from 2022, and uh, somewhere you stand I, up
0: and show us. I, I, yeah, I like yeah, Let's the, see the yeah, full the design. Look That's here. nice. That's nice.
1: There, there you go. There's a whole, and it's it's on the sleeves, and oh, nice. There you go. And, okay. Uh, yeah. No, it's 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 good stuff, and there's a whole thing on the back too. But I don't, know. you know, you never know what's on the actual back of the shirt. But yeah, right. It is, but yeah, but it's it's good. It's uh and I actually bought a an orb last year, and I don't know where it is. It's somewhere in the house, and um, unless my wife decided that I had. I had um, my inventory had exceeded my, my, uh, my marital limit. Yeah. Right. So yes. it's somewhere it's somewhere in the house, but happy life day to two of my favorite uh, people who live. Well, thank you, Ryan. And
2: myself, I was celebrating life day by, in fact, watching the demise of coach prime's Buffaloes. That was oh, no. the last game they had that season. So things did not go well, but I am wearing my tribute to the ugly sweater game, which is a whole other conversation. As you can see, there's some, oh, yeah. uh nice, some, some battle here. Nice. And, uh, the sleeves. So those of you who have seen me on around the horn know that this is one of my one of my two holiday go to's. So I've got that on. And Arda and I, for those of you who can't see us, are basically wearing the exact same thing. We've yeah. got ugly holiday sweaters on and Santa hats. So, Arda, yours might be better than mine. It looks a little bit more. On the nose to the holiday that we're speaking of right now.
0: I I was worried. I'll be honest. I saw your tweets about the history of the holiday sweater and I was like, (laughs) oh, no, I'm going to hear it. I'm going to hear this so hard when I wear this, but uh, I'm glad that we are unified. Definitely. (laughs) Uh, So why don't we dive into the holiday specials? It's always a. Fun topic among Star Wars fans. Uh, There are multiple, uh, two specifically, the one, the original one back in 1978, and of course, the Lego Star Wars special that's available on Disney Plus in 2020. So in regards to the 1978 Star Wars holiday special, a one time airing on primetime national television. Uh, Ryan, you've actually referenced this holiday special a few times and how significant it was for Star Wars fans in that era. So what were your earliest memories of this particular holiday special?
1: Everything at our house stopped because we were going to watch it. And you got to remember now, this was this was a big night. This is old CBS TV, right? In the 70s. So this is a big night. This is the night that The Incredible Hulk and Wonder Woman, I think, usually aired. And those were put on pause for this. And this was the week before Thanksgiving. I recently just went back and reread Anthony Daniels' amazing book, you know, IMC-3PO. And he writes about the experience of making the film. And clearly you can find clips of different, you know, all the actors, the original cast, the entire original cast, was in this thing, and that's why it was a huge deal. We had nothing, kids. There, there was no expanded universe. Right there was at this point there was one book that had been written. You know, Mind of the Splinters Eye. That was it. And 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 we didn't have comic books yet. We had nothing. And so when this thing aired, this is a huge deal. There's no home video at this point. So this this special was littered with like clips from the film from A New Hope. And so this was our first chance, our only chance to see it other than when we had gone and seen it in a theater, even if it was a few seconds here and a few seconds there where Han and Chewie, you know, are are trying to escape, you know, TIE fighters to get to life day. So it was, it was a big, big deal. And I don't remember, um, I don't remember people like at the time going, uh, well, I don't like this. I just remember people thinking, oh my gosh, we just got two more hours of star Wars on our televisions. That was a huge, you know, it's the seventies y'all. So it was a big deal. <laughs> I get it. I mean, the thing about that was this, all the
0: rage, right? It was all the rage to have these sort of variety specials at the
1: time. Anthony writes about this in his book. I say that like we're friends. You know, we communicated once <laughs> once on Instagram. A. D. And yeah, I, my yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, boy, exactly. yeah. <laughs> but but he writes about this window of the seventies, and you got to remember. Johnny Cash had a variety show right you know Carol the Carol Burnett show it's Donnie Marie in fact there was a Donnie Marie yes. special that was dedicated entirely to Star Wars which which you know all due respect to holiday special that's the one so you know, it, it just was but this was the this was the, that era and that's why you saw Harvey Corman in this thing that's why you saw B Arthur in this thing these people were mainstays of these shows and so yeah that that's the style of show that it was and oh by the way we got to see Darth Vader and C-3PO and R2-D2 and Luke Skywalker on our TVs. The thing about the Star Wars special to me is that, like, I
2: can't imagine a world in which this gets greenlit so easily, for lack of a better term. Like, I get it. Variety shows weren't just the thing that happened to be all the rage. That is what 70s television is to me. It's yep. the idea of variety. So, oh, look who's dropping by television's insert name here. And you just kind of have these characters outside of characters that exist in the same separate universe. And so I remember the first time I saw this movie, I was like, this, this can't be real extended Wookiee dialogue for five, six minutes at a time. Like, how does that even become a thing? But you realize the year matters so much Arta, to what this is about. This was the late seventies and it captures the essence of time in America so much better than I think a lot of other things from that time do because it blends so many different creative elements. And so when people like B. Arthur starts showing up, you're not exactly shocked. And it's, it's, it's fascinating because creatively it was such an interesting decision. And this is a whole other discussion that I could have about holiday specials in general. And I will get to that later as far as the products that they are on television and what they exist for in American media society. But it was groundbreaking in a different kind of way. Like you said, you air something once on television and you've got to watch that concept these days just doesn't even exist. Never mind the fact that, it, of course, really mainstreamed and canonized Life Day for what it is.
0: Now, well, to get to canonized, because that's a big theme uh, in just a second. But to your point about the Wookiees, like I, I want to stress this. This special started with like a 10 minute sequence of Chewbacca's family. And you see them interacting uh, in their living room in the kitchen. And the thing is, is that Star Wars audiences were used to, to, uh, you know, Wookiee's sort of Uh, being a part of the dialogue with humans in or English being contextualizing what they're saying. This was pure Wookiee conversation with no (laughs) subtitles and no humans, no English to give us an idea of what was happening. You had to guess like what I was hoping for, like in in watching it back, um, you know, all those years later, I didn't have a chance to watch it live. But in my head, I'm like, man, you know what would have been perfect right now if we had the commentators from like the Boon to Eve classic in a box just telling us what's Greg happening Prince. right now? Yeah, Greg. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's like Chewie's, yeah. Chewy's father. Itchy is hungry and maneuvers towards the kitchen. He's eyeing the delicious Panther <laughs> surprise. Like we needed some sort of context. It's got such a great feel, too, because it's like there's a high school
2: play element to it, Ryan, that I know you know a lot about a sort of Local theater factor that you're like, there's Wookiees in aprons in a kitchen, like the basic idea of what you're looking at kind of makes you laugh just on premise. And so the idea that you could do that and get into a world in which, again, you mentioned it Art 10 minutes, it's a long 10 and you're thinking to yourself. How? What? How, who knew what was happening? And how did you all even get this off the ground? But it works. And then you finally get to the rest of how the story sort of unfolds. It is an unbelievable piece of media just in the context of America, never mind the Star Wars um, galaxy.
1: Well, there's also there's an innocence to it. You know, and, and again, you, you, you go back and read the IMC-3PO book and he talks about it. it's Christmas lights on the floor with a fog machine. Which is mm-hmm. exactly, by the way, how we would do it, you know, at my daughter's <laughs> high school musical, right? Or a production, my wife's. In. So it's, so it, there's an innocence to it that, again, I say it all the time. I'm a little older than you guys. And so when I watch it, you know, I, it taps into something for me, no different than if you go back and watch, you know, Sesame Street from back in the day or, or watching a, a kid, a show that you watched as a kid from back in the day. But, it, but again, it's all we had. You got to remember, this is the same window of time when this phenomenon caught everyone so off guard that Kenner was not prepared to sell toys at Christmas because mm, they didn't yes. think there would be a demand for it. Yes. I mean, I, again, they were I'm selling of the, cardboard. I had they were just I, selling I, like
0: IOUs. Yeah.
1: I'm <laughs> of the age where I got the thing that said, hey, good news, we ordered you some toys, you know, they'll probably be here by summer, right? But that's, that's all we had because were you excited to
0: receive that for uh, the holidays?
1: Like I got this piece of, wow, I'm yeah, going to get my toy I in six months. You, hey, better than socks. <laughs> that's all I know. Better yeah, than socks Yeah, that's and true. That's yeah, true. So, but it was the promise of it. But again, we were all so caught off guard or the world was so caught off guard. They weren't ready. And I think that, you know, when you see the stuff that was pushed out there, just because people were clamoring for it. And so it was just, to me, again, there's an innocence to it. And there's a, there's a window in time in there going forward. I mean, I'm wearing a life day sweatshirt, right? And so you take this idea. I I you know, when 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 we go you, you go to Disney Plus and, and you watch There's Young Jedi Adventures, and guess what they're doing? Yeah. It's life day, right? Yes. And and, yes. and even even when I, I'll never forget it when when we finally see Kashyyyk in the prequels. And I remember thinking to myself, I've been to Kashyyyk. I went to Kashyyyk in nineteen seventy-eight, right? <laughs> I've been there. And and now and I remember when Maz Kanata showed up in in the in the in the sequels, and I was like, this kind of feels like Be Arthur at the cantina, man. It does. And so, so there's, again, it all threads together at some point, certainly in my mind, but what's amazing is, and again, it's where I bought the sweatshirt. You go to galaxy's edge and there is, there's always life day, uh, you know, M- yeah. merchants on sale. But when you go at this time of year and I'll, I'll be there in a couple of weeks, you go this time of year and and they, they celebrate life day. And, and and I love the fact that, um, you know, you can't officially find that special, but man, there there's 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 DNA right in what we do now based yeah. on that show. And I and, just and, think that's the coolest.
0: And, and and the animated portion of that special is actually available on Disney Plus now. You can watch that. It's called The Story of a Faithful Wookiee. It's part of the vintage collection. So you can go and watch that now. And and specifically why I wanted to bring that up is we talk about this a lot on this show, Star Wars. In general, even in its current storytelling, whether it's Ahsoka, whether it's The Mandalorian Andor, other series, Star Wars does a fantastic job. Whether you are a hardcore fan, whether you are a casual fan, you're all welcome here and you're all welcome in the Star Wars universe. But Star Wars does a terrific job of dropping Easter eggs and copious amounts of Easter eggs. And many of those Easter eggs have come from this holiday special back in 1978. One example I'll give you is this holiday special. In fact, this animated short that is available on Disney Plus is actually the first ever appearance of Boba Fett. That is the first time Star Wars fans at the time were introduced to Boba Fett. Now. Boba Fett appears in A New Hope that was added after the fact. But at the time, Boba Fett in animated form, that's the first time you saw him. And he had this weapon with him, this Amban uh, phase pulse blaster. It looked like a long shotgun with a two pronged fork at the end that emitted a giant pulse. Now, that same weapon is used by Din Djarin in The Mandalorian. So that weapon is inspired by the 1978 holiday special. And there are so many more Easter eggs like that. Uh, that the creators, the writers of Star Wars love to sprinkle in. And when you discover those, you know, that's part of the joy of watching Star Wars these days.
2: One of the things that I love about what Life Day represents is that, you know how hard it is to get a concept down that is somewhat multi-faith, somewhat intergenerational that people actually like that isn't weird and out there in some bizarre corner of the sci-fi world that people don't feel comfortable even acknowledging to think that you just went with life day, like, which is (laughs) if we're getting kind of existential about what we're talking about here is really what it's kind of all about. And it makes it easy to rally around in general. You know, like I feel that there are fan cults. There is culture around certain pieces of art, certain pieces of programming, if you will. But it's hard to look at something and say, yeah, life day. I ain't about that. Like, no, nobody thinks that way, you know? And it's 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 such a perfect encapsulation of, and the reason why I think it, it matters is because the way that this universe is expanded from a storytelling standpoint, like you said, when you feel like you've been inside a Wookiee's house, you have a completely different view of the character than you do if you've only seen them, you know, fighting off various stormtroopers or whatever. And so I, I just sort of feel that the humanization of the old holiday special played such a big part in why I like the entirety of the if you will now, there's just so many more things other than just, frankly, wars of stars um, that you can that you can latch on to that make that make it feel more relatable.
1: Well, and I feel like I say this every time we record an episode of this podcast, but I really believe it. And to me, the spirit of this goes back to that time again. As, and mm-hmm. I understand this when I was a kid and, and it was my experience, but you can be as serious as you want to be right now with Star Wars. You can watch Andor as many times as you want. You you can read hardcore, but you can get into to how you know Thron really doesn't have a lot of love for anyone. You know you can be as dark as you want, but you can also have as much fun as you want. And then you call, can also live right down the middle. And so what I love right now is going back to when we had nothing. Is the fact that we have different layers of this, and to me, this is the perfect example of that because it's like uh, the Battle of Kashyyyk was awful. I mean, this is where the, the, the most emotional part of me for Order 66 was when the clone troopers turned on Yoda, you know, at Kashyyyk, right? And, 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 and this invasion that we saw and this destruction that we saw, and we know they're about to enslave these Wookiees. Well, now I've got better memories of that. Now I've got yeah. better memories of Life Day. Now I've got, you know, you, you can be as light or as dark as you want. And to me, um, that's the beauty of of living in the world, the Star Wars universe right now, because it's, uh, I mean, it's all out there.
0: Now, speaking of having fun with Star Wars, that brings me to the 2020 edition, also released on Life Day, November 17th. LEGO Star Wars, this special in particular, is everything I love about Star Wars. It feels like a love letter to the entire franchise and the entire existence of Star Wars. The dialogue is fun, it's upbeat. The callbacks are heavy. So if you're a Star Wars fan and you're watching this, you're laughing along. You're trying to pick out what you know and where the Easter eggs are. It's just I I found it to be a really fun trip through history. Basically, if you have it it is available on Disney Plus. If you haven't watched it, Ray's trying to teach Finn to be a, a, a Jedi Knight. And she goes away as life day preparations are happening to learn more about the force. And she ends up finding this key that opens dimensions to different parts of Star Wars history. So she goes through the original trilogy and then the prequels and uh, just through Star Wars history. And like, it's very self-aware, which I love and I appreciate. It's very meta. The star, the, the whole special presentation, my favorite moment I have to say this is where they have the big battle and you see Darth Maul and Darth Maul is uh, missing his legs, <laughs> right? It's just half the Darth it's, Maul yes. Legos. St- yeah. And the best part is, is it's meta on both on two levels. It's Star Wars meta because that's what happens to him. But it's also Lego meta because how many times have you lost the legs to your figures? Yeah, right. So- okay. So let me, let me jump in here and,
2: and, and Arda, you laid it out perfectly, but I, I'm willing to go much farther with this in the concept of, of, of this. This special is brilliant. Like on a level that I think is difficult for the average person who does not spend their days trying to tell stories to make them attractive to people is obvious. Like, first of all, the Lego element on a creativity from a creativity standpoint is off the charts. Like I could get into the whole universe of how they construct the worlds through actual toy making and how that correlates to the storytelling, such as people's hair falling off when they fall out of ships and they have to put it back on <laughs> as an indication of how rowdy that particular situation was. That's one, But number two, it's this idea that like if it's Legos, if it's toys, presumably it's for children. But when you're a child the way that you play with a toy is not necessarily the same way that you would what you see and so the idea that as Legos the characters have different personalities that are not actually who they are but what you see in the movies is a stage version of themselves so like Vader coming up I will destroy you I will take that from you wait what is this you know and it's just like this guy and you're like (laughs) That kind of character development is not easy to visualize and make work. And the holiday special is one thing, but it stretches across the Lego Star Wars galaxy as well as they have these irreverent versions of the characters that you already like that kind of make you feel like a kid again, because that's kind of how you thought when you were a kid, like Muppet babies kind of situation, you know? And and the, the <laughs> brilliance in the storytelling on the double meta level, it's it it blows me away every time I see it, because there's jokes and references to things that are funnier the second time around. It's not even just meta, it's just straight up. And as somebody that like doesn't particularly love the idea of multiverses, this is one that kind of makes sense, because it feels like seeing your friends outside of school at a party as opposed to in a classroom like it it blows me away how well it's done and how easily it flows and i imagine if you're showing it to a kid a kid would be able to understand it without getting too confused because it as you said it is self-aware to the point of being frankly camp and that's what we like about it it's it to me i just again Salute to everybody that was involved in that. Let's not forget it also dropped in 2020, a year in our lives that we will never forget. Yeah, Like, I I think about that all the time when it comes to this series. And again, I am forever blown away with how well constructed and how well created that entire world is for a whole other universe that they're basically creating because they have to with Legos.
1: Lego Palpatine. Is one of the greatest characters of all time. <laughs> one of the great, hilarious. And, the and, dialogue and, is so and, good. And, and, he, and he is peaked out in this holiday special, it, but he's like that across the board. He's so whiny and he's such a jerk. <laughs> and he and he treats Vader as like this lap dog yes. and is constantly <laughs> wanting to trade trade up, like he's constantly wanting to get yes. rid of. And and then you know, and we see you know we see Kylo Ren show up, and he just immediately just starts pounding on him. It's it Grandpa. Is, <laughs> yeah, but even and in, 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 you know and, and obviously you watch on Disney Plus, but there is a moment, and, and that's part of what's great about the special too is recreating these moments, shot for shot. The run down the trench and the Death Star. Yep. I mean, shot for shot. It, it's crazy. That one of my favorite shots in, in all of Star Wars across every single you know movie, TV show, whatever you want to call it, but it's the X wings approaching the Death Star. You know, around Yavin Four, yep, the it, wings open one of the greatest up. shots in the history, and and they, there it is, and they recreate that. I mean, shot by shot, going down the trench, and, and but but when Palpatine has his moment from from Return of the Jedi, uh, it, but but this time he has regret. Oh no, wait, you know maybe I've made a mistake. You know, maybe may he had he kind of has this life day revelation that ends up you know going exactly where it should for Lego, but Lego Palpatine is easily. I mean, like top five characters all the time for me across across whatever platform you want to throw at me.
0: Yeah, it's, I agree with you on that one.
2: It's fascinating, and you know, to get back to a little bit to the Galactic Garage, if you will, Ryan, the way they construct these ships out of oh, Legos yeah. boggles That's my so mind good. to yeah. the nth degree every time. To the, the point greatest. where the explosions even have pieces that fall off like a Lego would break. Like it, it's, yeah. it, 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 it's it it's to me it will forever be underrated as one of the more creatively progressive sort of genres of our time or whatever these people are doing with the Lego animation never mind inserting one into another world as in Lego into Star Wars I, again kudos to the entire of I could watch Lego Star Wars all day you know what i mean that's it yeah. it has become a thing that i watch just to kind of cool off you know what i mean when i don't want the heavy intensity of you know a big story you know in Ahsoka or or an, or, an, or a Kenobi. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to kind of watch the universe. And it's like watching kids play at a playground across the street. The laughter of children is what makes us all happy kind of thing. You know, if you're if,
0: you're if you're listening to this show and you've been avoiding the holiday special because of the Lego connection, you're doing yourself a disservice. I right. highly recommend it as any level of Star Wars fan to watch it. You will absolutely enjoy it. One other thing I want to mention from that Star Wars special, because this is what it also does really well across all of the Lego Star Wars franchises, like you said, Ryan, is they present situation and ideas that you think of as a Star Wars fan watching Star Wars. Like the scene where... Uh, Ray and Darth Vader are using the force to grab the key, but it's almost like a force tug of war. It's like, it's mine. No, it's mine. No, it's mine. And like the key jostles back and forth. Like it's like on in a playground. Like I've obviously thought of this in the movies (laughs) while watching them. Right. Like, why don't they just do that with the force? Like, why hasn't that happened in the movie? And there it's like perfectly (laughs) encapsulated in the the special. It's just hilarious. So, yeah,
1: this creative team, I just picture them in a room. Just watching the canon films and programs over and over and over again, and just taking notes. Yeah, just taking notes, like like yep. what you're we talking about right there. What don't you want to just see this one time? Just don't you want to see Palpatine like just show a tiny little bit of regret for one second? You know, but but making those notes, of, and then they can do whatever they want. And that and that's what's what's great about it is, like Clinton said, it's an escape, and it, it's okay to have fun, y'all. Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I, I remind course. people that all the time, whether it's sports or whether it's you know. Uh, live action movies or whether it's anime, it's okay to have have fun you know it's okay for football to be fun it's okay for star wars to be fun and it is no more fun than when uh than when lego palpatine well, is uh is yelling at vader
0: I, I draw the line of football okay football cannot be fun <laughs> yeah, okay, okay? football is right. very extremely
1: serious H- hockey can be fun right yeah um, yeah, yeah right yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, yeah i will say this though the
2: the last thing that i really do which is kind of the the cherry on top to me about the holiday special that a lot of people, the Lego Star Wars holiday special that a lot of people sort of forget about is that the major premise of the story alone was a big breath of fresh air for a lot of folks. was that Finn was training to be a Jedi. Something that did not happen in the live action films. They get right to it with that's kind of what was supposed to happen. We don't need to get into the details, but it is happening in the the holiday special. So it sort of has this dream-like element that makes it all that much more fun. I'm telling you, if you think you are the hardest Star Wars rock head out there and you haven't seen the Lego Star Wars special, your your life isn't complete. You're not doing it the right way. Yeah.
1: And, by the, and by the way, and by the way, tip yip is delicious. Like I've had yeah. tip yip, you know, I've had <laughs> tip yip at Galaxy's Edge in, in Anaheim and Anaheim and in Orlando. It's uh tip Yip is uh is definitely worth it. At some point,
0: this show has to get to Galaxy's Edge. We're just yeah. gonna put that out in the universe and see if that happens for us one day. Why don't we tie a bow on life day? For me, like it's cool that there's a holiday uh around the holidays. That's Star Wars related, but like the three of us will talk Star Wars every day. Right. And we will be we will be perfectly content in talking about Star Wars every day. If we all lived in the same city, we'd probably get together once a week and just talk Star Wars, you know, with some tip. Ryan around doesn't have us. that
2: kind of time, but yes, we would try. We,
0: well, in the offseason, in the college football <laughs> off season. But like for me, it's like, you know, May the 4th, life day. I love it when there's a day on the calendar that is uh, Star Wars centric, when it yeah. sort of belongs to Star Wars, because then uh, more people just have a day where they nerd out about Star Wars with us. And I find that to be a lot of fun. So what in terms of Life Day to tie a bow on it, just a final thought on on Life Day in general, Clinton, uh, what is what does Life Day mean to you?
2: You know, as I get older, I think about some of the traditions that I was a part of as a child. I think about things like Christmas, I think about things like Kwanzaa, I think about all of the other sort of interfaith celebrations that exist at various times of year. And ultimately, what they're there for is a bringing together of the people, a coming together of families, and just the idea of fellowship. And I think that's what Life Day represents well. And, you know, listen, that might sound corny. But you know, some of us who have lived lives that didn't always Take us the easiest path. I think the celebration of life in itself is a major part of it, as in we are alive, we are here, we can come together and we can be happy. And I think that that's cool. And Star Wars, as much as it is a story about various people at battle with each other, it is still a conglomeration of characters that live in the same universe. And that's why it's so cool to see those images at the end where they're like, oh, they're just inviting everybody from the galaxy to the party. Well, yeah. That's what ultimately we're doing here, and so that's how you have a good time. I I just think that it's it's effective without being lame, and that's hard to do in today's world.
1: Yeah, that I, I love that effective without being lame. With that, that, that should be our goal every single day, right? And <laughs> but but for Life Day for me, like everyone knows May the Fourth, right? I mean May the Fourth is like is like you know Christmas or Fourth of July. Like everyone knows that one. You know, for me, what Life Day has kind of had this slow burn. It obviously has this roots in this special that we were talking about that, that, you know, people have to really want to see if they want to watch it. Um, and it kind of has, you know, an asterisk attached to it. But Life Day to me is a, is a new arrival and, and it's an ability to educate people about something that we love, but it's also a bigger message. And that's what I like about it. A lot of what Clinton was saying about a lot of holidays and a lot of just everything is it feels exclusive, right? It feels like, all right, you you know, and, and we would sometimes we're guilty of this as sports fans, yep. as fans of certain franchises, which is, you know, I deal with this in motorsports all the time. They always say we want to be mainstream, but they kind of really don't. You know, they kind of like being in their own their own corner of the, yeah. of the deal. that world
2: I, of the please like my sport, but yeah, not I, really? I think hockey hot.
1: probably, Art of probably falls in. I don't know what you're too. talking about, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. you are talking about we, we want to be treated like everyone else, but we <laughs> kind of really don't want you to be here because you don't understand the rules, you know but life day to me is inclusive. I mean, it's for everyone and it is literally, it's a celebration of life. And, and again, I said it earlier and I I say it now, you're two of my favorite people who live. And so to me, that's what life day is about. It's about celebrating those who have affected your life and who, uh, who are living this life with us. So speaking
0: of the holidays, uh, let's give our wish lists, whether it's, Gifts, uh, Star Wars related that we've received over the years, or ones that we would love. Uh, Ryan, why don't we start with you? What What is on your Star Wars holiday wish list?
1: Well, first of all, greatest, greatest holiday present of all time was the my Millennium Falcon. Um, okay. You know, the, the Millennium Falcon I received. I, I, it would have been this would have been probably you know Empire Strikes Back era. But uh, unfortunately, lost the Millennium Falcon to a basement flood at my dad's house a few years ago. Oh, no. But Dagger. but the pictures of me with that—I mean, you guys know my office right now, where I'm sitting, is full of, you know, OG it's toys. Gorgeous. It's when when library, I first started Star Wars, yes. I, I got I got an X-wing fighter right up here from original like late '70s. But you have an RT you know, that,
0: Kenner, right? You have an original R2 Kenner. Yeah,
1: I, I got I got the whole I got the whole um, the original uh, um, action figure case uh, sitting right over here in my office. But here, but I, I'll show you something my daughter got me. Um, I'll show this to you guys on camera. Look at this deal right here. This oh wow! A, this That's is a 3PO Star Wars and R2. <laughs> holiday edition. It's R two and three PO, and they have on like their Santa Claus gear. And there's like a whole backdrop with like, if you guys can see it, it's like it's like a fireplace. Yeah, R
2: two has antlers, and three PO is wearing a Santa coat and
1: yeah. Hat. That's how much That's my amazing. how much my daughter loves me is that she got that for me. But 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 my wish list is um. I want I keep going back to Galaxy's Edge because I'm again I'm trying or like you said, I'm trying to put it out in the universe. I want I have so many lightsabers. I have like five different versions of lightsabers in my office right now, but I've yet to go to Batu and construct my own lightsaber and go through the ceremony and pick out the crystal and and go through the the lighting ceremony with everyone in the room. So my ultimate wish list would be that someone would gift me uh you know, that deal, because that, I think that would be, you know, and then and then walking out to stand in front of the Millennium Falcon at night, like you see everyone holding their holding their sabers they've just constructed. I just can't even grown men cry. And I will 100 percent do that. I, I'm, I'm willing to admit that
0: and we will cry for you. Actually, I, I will you. be there in tears of joy. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely, and then that's- and, then
1: we, and then we will take selfies at night, and we will act like we know what we're doing, and probably hurt ourselves. Yeah, you know, but <laughs> but that's all right.
2: <laughs> that you're you feeling out the force like down there at Ole Miss. But um, so that's a good one, and there's a reason why I don't own one of those Star Wars, one of those lightsabers. Excuse me, because I want to do that. That's yeah. got, that. I want that to be my first experience. Now I don't have a wish list right now. And I can think of that as we do this. But I do have something that was given to me that I would like to show you all. Okay, And this kind of dovetails with sort of the sign of the times of where we are, not to get too far into the media world. But let's just say as things are deleted from platforms, we learn the value of physical media and copies of things. And a buddy of mine shouts to Tyler, Tyler, who works in the business out here in L.A. with me. He said, I'm getting rid of some stuff. Do you want these by any chance? I'm going to show you the first one. These are the oh, blue Yes, let's
0: go. And
2: this is a New Hope. Yes, that's, one. that's it. And you remember these? Oh. That's, this is, that's one. Yeah, yeah. This is the uh, Revenge of the Sith one with Dooku on the front.
0: Oh, that's it. And with uh, with Grievous, three of yeah. Them, uh, with the
2: three that's of the them greatest. on the back with Vader. Yeah. yeah. Attack of the Clones, big big
1: profile yeah. of Yoda. Uh, Ryan, I'm sure you have these somewhere. No, no, I'm literally turning around and looking at my bookshelf because I know I have that. Yoda. My favorite
2: one, the Empire Strikes Back one with just the large format stormtrooper on the front. That's it. And of course your boy, your boy Palpatine in yeah, all of his close-up close-up glory. There you go. Gross. Now, if for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about here, what I have are the Blu-ray versions of these where they came out with the originals and they have these sort of portraits on the front and then on the back. They have what looks more akin to the sort of 70s movie poster style. So it's so kind of amazing. throw forward and throw back. And, of course, the Darth Maul. That's the best one, one. And then the last two, the TFA one, which comes with the casing and all this. And, like, now, mind you, why is this important? The discs aren't in here. He kept the discs. I wanted the cases just oh, for the I' of having that's the, best. the cases. So if there's any wish list that I might have, it might be to fill these, and of course my favorite, the Rogue <laughs> with, One, actual discs. The Rogue One, with actual yeah. discs. Um, I to love fill it. Fill these with actual discs because I don't have a Blu-ray player either way, so I'm not worried about it right now. But I want to give a big shout out to my man Tyler Whitman who gave me those. It was really a treat, and I just kind of sometimes sit there and just look at them.
1: You know what I mean? It's it's, it's, it's really it's art, really quite an experience. It's,
0: it's art. It is art. It's a life day miracle. That That's you've it. Uh, gotten exactly and,
1: and after we talked about lego palpatine when you showed that amazing artwork of palpatine yeah. all i could hear is Veda, bring me a latte or something you know <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: and how much he flip-flops of who he yeah. wants his apprentice <laughs> exactly to be. um exactly. i uh by the way speaking of the uh these are all fantastic by the way the kenner action figures i feel like a future episode will be like how how much canon has come out of the Kenner action figures oh, yeah. Yeah, from the oh, original yeah. run. Like that's a whole deep dive in itself. Um, I have this to present. Uh, this is a uh, Star oh, Wars Christmas album. Whoa! Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, Star whoa. Wars vinyl. This is not uh, uh, from originally from the 80s. Like I did not own this as a kid. I found Why it on. Never? I found it online. But uh, th- this is a as you can see on the cover, uh, they are by the fireplace R2C3PO. I believe they are in uh, they might be actually in Santa's workshop uh, because there's a lot of uh, references to Christmas in these songs. But my favorite uh, song or song title, I should say, what can you get a Wookiee for Christmas in brackets when he already owns a comb? (laughs) Let's see the
2: back. Okay, so the back is a track listing as well. Yeah, yeah. it's unreal. I didn't know that existed.
1: Wow. So I will be from, searching
2: for that till the end of the earth yeah shout, this is shout from 1980.
1: Out. yeah shout okay. out to RSO records I saw the wow. I saw the uh I saw that logo yeah it's taking me back whoa uh, that is that. I am that blew me down' I yeah. did not I was
2: not ready for that
0: Fantastic. I just love the uh, that maybe that's another episode is just the idea of diving into the treasure trove of cool Star Wars collectibles yeah. oh yeah uh, but well, this one it, when I saw it it was an instant buy
1: Hey, hey, all right. So speaking of which, and y'all didn't yeah. know I was going to do this. I, I did send this in a text not too long ago, but we're talking about I, when I went to Galaxy's Edge and I found if I'm holding this up here, this is this is called a Star Wars chat pack. And, <laughs> okay. and uh, it has one hundred and twenty five conversation cards. So this is like a party deal where, you know, you just pull out a card and you throw out a question. So I'm going to do this. for So there, and there's different categories. There's, there's okay, technology right. and there's the force and there's characters. All right. So. I literally just randomly pulled all three of those out. And this is what, and Clinton, it's like this is made for you. I'm going to ask it to to all of us. Okay. Uh, This was, uh, I guess this comes from the characters category from the Star Wars chat pack. You get to raid the closet of a Star Wars character. Whose wardrobe do you pick? This is a good one. We don't have enough time for Clinton to think about this. Yeah, I
2: I, I was off the top of my head. I'm going to say Cassie and Andor, just because that's who comes to mind as having been in the most life scenarios such that he's probably got the best actual collection of clothing for different situations whether he's chilling on the beach before he goes to prison forever whether he's doing spy stuff and he requires the best coats the galaxy's ever seen whether he's off with some rogue mission learning to be somebody that he's not he's got the largest breadth of sort of life experience that i feel like his gear would be the most commensurate with what i kind of kind of rocked with
1: Okay, Arden. So I, I'll, again, this is from the Star Wars chat pack. You get to raid the closet of a Star Wars character, which, by the way, makes a lovely Christmas gift. My my wife uh, bought my wife bought this awesome. for me. My wife bought this for me when me not knowing it for our, our anniversary because because we're romantic like that. All right, so you get to raid the closet <laughs> of a Star Wars character. Whose wardrobe do you pick?
0: That, I, first of all, I love that you have this. This is yeah. the coolest thing ever. Like, <laughs> no, this, is a, think, this is an episode. We got to do that. We got to no, do we like might, a whole we might, pack episode. We might do,
1: I might just have to do this at, at, in every episode of. of I was gonna of our, I of love the it. this yeah. is yeah. an yeah.
2: elemental theme, as we like
1: yeah. to say. Yeah.
0: I'll be honest, the first thing that I thought of was uh Jack Black in that episode of The Mandalorian. Like that <laughs> that, that planet <laughs> yeah. that planet was very vibrant. I, yeah. I'm a very like vibrant color guy. So that stuck with me. Like just the motif of that planet. I and I apologize. The characters and the planet escapes that me happens. at the moment. Yes. But but Jack Black and what he was wearing was very like blue and gold and like red trim. Like that was really cool to me. So I would go there first. But there's also been some really dope Mandalorians, though, like, I feel like I would really enjoy like full Mandalorian armor if I could make it my own in some way, you know?
2: Yeah, I I will say this, that planet gave, since we're around the holidays now it gave off big like Maui invitational energy you know what I'm saying? When everybody goes and the coaches have to wear the different shirts, like that's what that episode reminded me of in terms of like the sports world. Thomas Thomas
1: over there wearing his his flowered
2: shirt, oh yeah, yeah. I've been to the Bahamas Bowl by the way, it's a vibe so I'm not just talking out of the side of my neck here that's exactly the energy I got from that
0: episode. I love that, I love that. Uh, Why don't we end the show with this. Uh, 2023 has been quite the fun year. It's been fantastic doing this show. I I love that the show exists. I love that we're able to talk about Star Wars, the three of us. And for all of you listening, thank you for supporting the show. When we look back at calendar year 2023 and what we were able to watch and enjoy in the Star Wars universe, if you were to pick One lasting image, whether it's important to Star Wars, whether it's important to you personally, whether it hit you differently, whatever the reason may be. Clinton, let me start with you on this one. What will be your lasting image from Star Wars in 2023?
2: This one is easy for me, and I don't say this again to sound like I'm bragging, but seeing the Ahsoka premiere at Lucasfilm was a life-changing moment for me, mainly because so many different people different types of fans were there. There were the people that were just there to sort of celebrate and see the premiere of the series. There were people that were there multi-generationally because that's what they did as their family bonding unit. There was the battalion of people, you know, that dress up and all this. There were so many humans that had dedicated so much of their lives to the lore, to the canon, to the history Never mind the location itself. I mean, I got to see a life-size version of K2SO and I, I, I was, it was an emotional situation for me. <laughs> like I took a picture and I, I just, in my head, I just kept saying, congratulations, you are being rescued. And like, I, I couldn't get that out of my head and to see sort of a creative, I don't want to say ground zero for what a lot of this is about. There were so many different foreign posters there and you realize the breadth of what this galaxy is all about from a creative standpoint, that to me was the number one moment um, because it it really I got to see something I'd never seen before, and that's kind of the reason why I love Star Wars to begin with.
1: Yeah, for me, um, 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi was a really big deal for me. That that that's my film. That's the one. That that's the one that I mean. We, you know, I had the experience of A New Hope. Uh, Empire Strikes Back is arguably one of the greatest films, top 10 films ever made, period. I don't, I don't you know, give me whatever. You, but for me personally, Return of the Jedi was the one that affected me emotionally. It altered the way I write, you know, th- that rule of threes where we're visiting three different things. You know, I, I, remember, yeah. I remember consciously thinking that. To me, still the greatest piece of music in the entire John Williams cata- uh, you know, catalog is when they're making the approach. um, And, and it's a trap. Right, I mean, but 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 to see Return of the Jedi on the big screen this year for the re-release, and you kind of forget, right? We all we all have these home theaters, and you know through cable television and through Disney Plus, we've watched the film so many times, but to see that film on the big screen again, full on, and and I did everything this year. I bought I bought 40th anniversary merch at Disneyland. Mm. I, I saw I saw the film with the Charlotte Symphony Orchestra here where I live as they played live all that stuff. But seeing, it, I was so it, jealous
2: of you by the way when you did oh, that,
1: that. Yeah, you texted us
0: world, like a jerk and told us, yeah, that "Look was. what you look what I'm doing." <laughs> but, but I was, and you're <laughs> not.
1: <laughs> but I was, I was full on Return of the Jedi 40th anniversary, and so, but, but, but honestly, just seeing it in a theater, full size, 35 millimeter, 70 millimeter, you know, surround sound, you don't really. You, you don't understand how much of an immersive experience that it is, you know, and so the movie theater is still a movie theater. And so right. to experience that was amazing. And then if we are talking about watching it on a smaller screen, Marva's speech in Andor, um, was one of the most that, that moment where the music stops and the speech is given and then let's go that, that was, that was a stirring moment, but, but it's, but it's hard to beat Jedi on the big screen.
0: Yeah. I Can't Swim is up there, too, where they're at the edge oh, and they oh, got yeah, mean, the, the was, prison escape. Yeah, not, <laughs> absolutely. That knocked me all oh, the way down.
2: Yeah, that was way up there on the list.
0: So I uh, I love that you guys brought in the personal connection there because that's what Star Wars really is all about, how you connect with Star Wars personally. Um, I picked two moments on screen, I think, not just 2023, I think of all time. We got an all time Star Wars highlight reel for years and years to come, the Anakin glitching into Darth Vader uh, during the Clone Wars scene in Ahsoka. I think that will be a lasting image for any Star Wars fan. Like, that—that that is one of those, like, wow, instant goosebumps on my arm. You will never forget that moment. Uh, And that cinematic event, the episode five of of season one of Ahsoka.
2: It was one of those things where we kind of knew that we wanted something like that you also didn't know whether or not you were sure that that was going to be tackled correctly whatever that may mean in one's mind you know how you think okay you can try this but if it goes wrong then we've got a problem and that none of that happened you know what i mean it 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 was it was as visually memorable as it was memorable from a storyline plot point and that's that's not easy to do and that's also not easy to do when a lot of eyeballs are on you and people are looking for something like that they nailed it
1: no, it was, it was, it was, really, it was something and, and I tell you this, my social media algorithms, like no matter what platform I'm on, I can't scroll for more than at least, uh, you know, two screens without seeing some clip of without seeing that clip right. without, without seeing that, that clip right there. And, and it's, uh, it's, that's how much it affected people emotionally. And it's the perfect, it's what we're talking about, about the holiday special, the new holiday special, which is that perfect blend of, the new and the old, you know, and finding that, 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 that cross section, that, that crossroads between that. And that's why that moment, you know, you take your Clone Wars fans and you take your prequels fans and you take your fans who are looking for something new and you mix, and then the old school, you know, folks like us and you mix all of that up into, into literally one five, six second scene is just amazing. Which by, by the way, I never answered the question about the wardrobe. My wife is listening in the other room and she texted me and she goes, she goes, don't say Lando's capes. Yeah, and no, that's no, the reason she said so that. Was the, answer? The, no, no, no. It wasn't, it <laughs> so we, we were in a, we were in a hot topic and they had an officially licensed Lando cape when solo dropped. And I took that thing off the rack and I put it on my shoulders and I said, Hey, take a picture of this. We're going to send it to Edward Ashoff. Who's our late friend. Who's a huge yeah. Lando fan. And, uh, and my wife goes, Okay, I'm not taking this picture because you think you're pulling this off, and you are not pulling this off.
2: <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> so yeah, so that so reminds she, me of
2: my, my favorite line in the Lego Star Wars when he gives him when he gives him the gift to Kat Lando, and he says, "It's a wrap." And it's like, "Yo, what are we doing?" Anyway, yeah, sorry, that great. is very funny. I love
0: it. I love it. The, the the last image I want to share. Uh, because I thought this was a really cool moment. We in sports, all three of us, we we we've we've written about, we've covered countless redemption stories, right? Whether players return from injury, from sure. personal challenge, that's a common theme in sports—the redemption story. Maybe a team has a bad season and they come back to win a championship, right? It's it's a it's a theme as old as time in sports. But when you see it in something like Star Wars with Ahmed Best and Keller and Beck. Uh, I thought that that was certainly a lasting image for Star Wars fans that know the, his personal story, especially after uh, what he went through playing Jar Jar Binks and what he received from certain members of of, uh, you know, the general population Too and, you know, his challenges of the
2: general population. I'll yeah. say that. Go yeah. on. I'm just yeah. saying and Like, let's not skirt around and act like in polite society that these people need to be respected for how they treated this human being as a result of playing a character. You know what I'm saying? He deserved this with a vengeance, to be quite honest. Yeah. And, and he, he went it through class.
0: it. He went yeah. through it. And uh, it was very diff- it was a very difficult time for him. But f- to see him in this role, and to have a very important moment in Star Wars history, now Ahmed can say that his character, Keller and Beck, saved Grogu, one of the most important characters in all of Star Wars, not just today, but in history, saved Grogu from Order 66, which is a massive, massive plot point. So I couldn't be more thrilled. We couldn't be more thrilled for Ahmed to receive this and get this level of redemption in his life and his career.
1: Is there anything more holiday, right? Is there anything more Thanksgiving, more Christmas, more Kwanzaa, more life day than the family member who's gone through it and thinks that the family has forsaken him and, and, and then they bring him back in. I mean, there, there is, there is nothing more ho- more holiday than that. And, and it's a, uh, you know, you talk about a life lesson for life day. That's it right there. And so, you know, the family the family didn't necessarily treat him right for a long time and now they welcomed him back into the house and it's uh it's been a beautiful beautiful thing to watch
0: and I couldn't think of a better way to end the show so thank you very much happy life day happy holidays to all of you listening thank you for listening to our wonderful fun enjoyable show never tell me the odds the official espn star wars podcast uh, I'll. i will say this we'll end on this we do have a lot of fun plans coming up we do we've we've talked with a bunch of potential guests whether they're athletes whether they're members of the star wars universe we have a lot of ideas cooking so you can look forward to that in 2024 thank you all for listening thank you to our producer kelsey puckett Thank you to Aaron Thornton behind the scenes for being the glue that brings us all together to make the show possible. And thank you for listening. May the force be with us all.
2: World's greatest emperor (laughs) bug.